Wonderful. Let's see if it's working. All right, it's almost 80 yeah, degrees. Okay, so now we got to do something else. I'm trying to remember. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about mail today. We're finishing off Neil Patel's excellent article, 13 Reasons Why Mail Ain't Dead. But before we do, let's have some fun and see what's up with the world, right? So here we go. This one goes out to all the bingo lovers out there. Sweet, sweet bingo love, yeah. Switch up the party at Foxy Bingo. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that is, but we're going to go with it. Uh, Foxy Bingo. Let's see if I can get to my thing here. Foxy Bingo is a European company, apparently. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a U.S. company, but it's doing Eurovision tropes and making them even weirder. Okay, that was... The online gambling brand is courting a new generation of players. <laughs> and they've got that lady, you know, has got to be in her 60s and uh, with the with the sparkler head and Christmas ornaments on the top. I love the outfit. Uh, I'm not sure what Foxy Bingo is. Maybe it's for people who like bingo. And, uh, oops, I forgot to save it there. Then there's Singing Grannies. That one is even weirder, and this one is as least as weird. Um, the <laughs> Sarah Jolly, head of brand at Gala Bingo and Foxy Bingo, said, "I think the Singing Grannies may be the unexpected hit, and may be unexpectedly the hit of the summer." Uh, and the the videos are supposed to embody the brand's playful spirit. Uh, you know, uh, I admit I am lost here. <laughs> Maybe you are too. Doesn't make me want to gamble. Um, I noticed there was a gambling little link in the bottom that's something about over 18 and stuff. Okay, La Dulce Velveeta, a follow-up story from, <laughs> there's a bird knocking on my window over here from nail polish to chocolate truffles and i just noticed now that this this woman the hand model has velveta colored nail polish and apparently they have a red too there's some little red accents there i don't know if you can see them they also have these velveta shells which apparently are like mac and cheese but i noticed they were eating them on those the previous videos i showed um, and they're selling these chocolate filled with cheese. What do they call them? They call them uh, truffles. Truffles are cheese filled infused white chocolate shaped like the shells that mimic the appearance of Velveeta shells and cheese. So apparently shells and cheese is a product like mac and cheese. You know, because I was going to say that looks like pasta. Anyway, these are the first ever cheese-filled truffles, uh, and they retail for 25 bucks, which is like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but anyway, they're having fun, and uh, 
and they reference the commercials that we already saw. CMO tenure falls to the lowest level in more than a decade. And it went down from 40 months to 39 months. It's like, well, big deal. But anyway, they made a few points in here that were interesting. Um, that's like 3.3 years. The CMO tenure in Fortune 500 companies was 51 months, which is 4.3 years, um, which is about the same as other CEOs in Fortune 500. Uh, and um, the top 100 advertisers were all B2C, but um, B2C was, well, anyway, there's tons of numbers here. You can't do numbers on live stream. But they said not all the turnover is bad. Sometimes they get better jobs. 77% of CMOs leaving U.S. most advertised brands go to bigger and better roles, such as general manager and similar roles at bigger businesses. Okay, so they tend to be moving up if they're in the recognized brands. Uh, almost half the CMOs at Fortune 500 companies were women. Uh, likewise, the CMOs of the top 100 advertisers were over 50% were women. Okay. Um, does that mean they're better? Uh, not necessarily, but they are women. We have not only can we discriminate by race, but we can discriminate by gender as long as it's in the right direction, which fascinates me, you know. But anyway, I've been competing against men my whole life. I can compete against women too. Direct mail is multi-sensory. With digital marketing, this is from Neil Patel's article. I'm going to start here because, you know, we've been working our way through this. So the first thing is direct mail is multi-sensory. And then he starts off with the flip side, which is digital marketing. With digital marketing, it's impossible to hit all the senses, right? And difficult to hit more than two. And even if you count touch on your on your smartphone, that's hardly tactile. It might be higher engagement, but mm, that's kind of a stretch. Whereas direct mail out of the mailbox, there's touch, right? There's obviously sight. Smell, a lot of people make a big deal about the smell of added smells but there can also be just the smell of the paper just the feel and that there's a reassurance in that right it brings back memories of leafing through the sears catalog and uh the smell of ink although now that it's digital there isn't much smell to digital uh, and i wonder sometimes uh, i wonder how many people have tested digital versus offset just in the smell of the ink uh, is there a difference in response? I doubt it. Be an interesting test, though. Easy for a postcard test, I would say. Okay, so then he goes down here and talks about George Patterson at YNR Melbourne sent out a cardboard box with two knobs on it and a baggie of electronic components. It included everything necessary to build an FM radio. Everything except the directions. Instructions. What's the difference between directions and instructions? Anyway, here's a, here's a picture of it completed. Um, looks like that's the, the package. 
it would be fun to just ship it out like this and then have all the stuff rattling around inside. But anyway, I don't know. The mail piece went out to college engineering students. And when put together, this I thought was really funny. When put together, the radio played an ad offering students a fast track to an exciting military career. Talk about multi-sensory. This cardboard box took advantage of three senses and some might argue four with the smell of cardboard. They should have put a little kerosene on it for the smell of jet fuel. I'm only kidding. Okay, and here's a Kit Kat mailer. Sorry we couldn't deliver to, you know, your name here, your pocket packet. Oh, packet, I see. Like package. It's a chunky Kit Kat. I never heard of chunky Kit Kat. Apparently, this is a UK mailer, but there's a picture of it, and just go to this store. Nearby store, highlight it. I like that. Go to the nearby store and give them this, and they'll give you a chunky bar. And, of course, it's made up, you know. But as a postcard mailer, what a great idea, right? If you have a product sample, and you and it is available at retailers, great idea. I think it's a great idea. This direct mail piece acts as if you ordered a Kit Kat to your mailbox, implying that it was too chunky to arrive at your home. Although there are technically only two senses involved, sight and touch, this hey, and does a good job of including taste by emphasizing the chunkiness of Kit Kat. I can taste it right now just thinking about it. Don't tell me you can't taste the chocolate. I wonder what makes it chunky. Is it nuts? I like nuts and chocolate. Okay. Interactive as you walk to the store. Right. And, you know, there. Scott Adams talks about if you can get somebody to do something. I think my chair is lower. It seems to be lower. Uh, if you can get somebody to do something physical, that it's much more likely that they'll do other things. <laughs> and so he starts every show with his uh, simultaneous sip. And he asks you, and I don't even have anything to sip, because I was got here a little late. That the water's hot up there, but no cup, so I'll just do this. Cup or a mug or a glass, a tankard, chalice, or stein. <laughs> I don't remember it all, but that's pretty good, I think. And you know, and he asks you to just get, you know, get moving, move your body. And uh, he says that that has a psychological impact, and I guess it does. So because humans experience the world through the five senses, the more of the sense of the more of these that your direct marketing activates, the more likely the recipient will engage with your message. Somehow this thing got smaller today. Make it a little bigger so I can read it. Okay, and direct mail is memorable. We are bombarded by advertisements, but direct mail stands out. Imagine putting together a radio delivered to your mailbox, or maybe you received a box in your door, you know, inside your door that reads, breaking into your house is easy. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Or you get a funny mailer from KitKat that says your candy bar was too chunky and you have to go fetch it at, at the grocery. Or you get a tiny record player in the mail. 
I don't know how that one works. It looks like it is actually some kind of record player. There's a story about it. If you're like most people, you tell your friends about these memorable pieces of marketing genius. You know, I remember when I had my one of my first real jobs, you know, and I was, I was, uh, you know, I actually went to a couple of conferences and stuff, and I subscribed to a bunch of ma marketing magazines. And uh, I remember getting a little container, a, 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 like, a, a, like a mailing tube, but it was only about this long. And when you opened it up, there was a tiny little robot inside. And you could wind him up and walk him across your desk. And he had his hands like this, only farther apart. And inside, and there was a piece of paper scrolled up in there. And when you opened it, it invited you to a to an engineering conference. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Just probably not very expensive. You know, I tell I tell uh, B2B mailers all the time, take a part, just some part, a nut or a bolt or something from from one of your products and mail it back with some kind of a, you know, catchy phrase like, have you seen <laughs> our QC found a bolt missing? Have you seen it? <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> but in a little you know, priority mail type box that rattles. Excellent, excellent. Or how about all the pen samples I've gotten over the years for imprinted pens that are in a mailer? Fantastic. You know, just fantastic. Yes, very memorable. Uh, because, because most, because direct mail is tangible and endlessly creative, it sticks with your audience. So then he recaps. Does direct mail still work? Yes. Direct mail response is increasing, not dis decreasing. Why direct mail isn't dead? Conclusion. The expansion of digital marketing has only enhanced the return on investment for direct mail campaigns. Um, because direct mail is more likely to get read, it increases brand awareness even if the first letter is unsuccessful even if you don't generate a response think about all the advertising you might do on digital or or email that doesn't generate a response right people fault direct mail for that as if we could tell when someone's ready to buy and get there that very second not even not even the internet can do that oh by the way not with me anyhow <laughs> probably not with you either and uh so it does increase brand awareness even if they don't buy right now. That's a super important part. That used to be the foundation of advertising before we were tricked into believing that we could time it right at the right spot. Okay? Direct mail has a larger appeal to every age group. Since direct mail is a physical product, it allows room for creativity. Thus, it can appeal to more senses leaving a lasting and memorable impact on your customer. In the end, direct mail is powerful because it's different from the digital way of doing things. You know, I I don't <laughs> I don't get that many YouTube views. I have almost as many YouTube videos as views. But I want to be different, you know. When the internet came along, I thought, well, 
I have more web building experience than most of these web building companies. Right? And it was true. I started building my first website I built in 1995, Memorial Day weekend. I built it. I built my Mig Miglosh marketing website in 24 hours. And I've, I've owned quite a few websites, and I've always pretty much done them myself, um, including the WDMA. And Easy Bees, I have a, a easy-bees.com. And I have a, uh, a lot of interesting stuff up there. Uh, save the bees. And, but I always loved mail. I will always love mail. And uh, as the last of us go into that <laughs> bright light, uh, if you want to try mail, you really should get involved. Get involved with the WDMA, for one thing, right? If you join, I'm really happy to take your call. <laughs> it's not very expensive, not compared to almost anything. So give it a join and give me a call, and let's get started. And and if you're not ready, but you're curious, eh, give me a call anyway. And we'll talk about how it might apply in your business. And I give out too, way too much free information, as you know, every day. I try to be valuable, but, um, you know, I'm working with a, a, a company that I've known for a long time, and, and uh, we're going to get started with a database audit. If you have more than 100,000 customers, for sure you should be doing some mail, at least to your exceptional customers. I'm going to be talking about that this, this, this afternoon with Brian Kurtz. It's at 1 o'clock Central, and... Um, and talking about RFM and how it started and how it goes all the way into machine learning and AI. And uh, I think it'll be a good talk. Um, and I'll put the link to Brian's Titans group down below because um, it's for it's a members-only talk. But, you know, I'll probably <laughs> somehow for members of WDMA or something, it will it – will, some of those ideas will surface because I learned a lot in just putting it together and thinking about it and thinking about how the dots connect over the years. So like and share, especially share, and especially comment. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.